Welcome to the Lodge. You've accessed the LodgeCast experience. Warning, warning. Dangerous spoilers ahead. Enjoy. Welcome once again to Quarantine Lockdown Hot Takes. I'm your Lodge Master. With me as always is Brother Bishke. Quarantine week eight. <laughs> with us virtually, it's eight weeks, shit. <laughs> with us virtually is Brother Lucas. How's it going, folks? <laughs> Deep sigh. And love, light personified. Brother Zach is back. Riding the virtual waves. Oh, Zach, so man. good to hear your voice. It's good to see all of you guys. Good to hear you. Good to see you. Oh, man. Well, we saw a movie. VOD. A seafaring tale. We were trying to give Brother Lucas a little bit of chum in his waters. Yeah. Because we know he likes these uh, Terrors of the Deep films. It's called Sea Fever. S-E-A Fever. It's from Ireland. I know we said we were going to vet these movies before we watched them. Nobody vetted this. This is the last one out of the net before yes. <laughs> before vetting. So we all dove in head first without knowing how deep or how shallow it was. So what what are we dealing with here? Zach, what was your journey like? My initial journey was I was really wishing... I had at least holograms of you guys on the couch next to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because yes. I was like... I was thinking about what each of you would be reacting to the different parts of this film. You know, when you said this was the movie, I was very excited (laughs) because Brother Lucas's underwater adventures are now becoming. Yeah, it's there's some alchemical thing going on cinematically with Brother Lucas and the and the waters, I think. Uh, he gives them like two extra bones. Yeah, so I just <laughs> wanted to be a part of it. So I was excited knowing nothing else. Yeah. Um, and truly knowing nothing else about this film. I don't think I had heard about it before. Um, I don't think anybody's heard of it, really. My initial thought in the opening minutes was the movie shot almost like an art film, but the mm-hmm. script is like a very straightforward genre picture, see see adventure gone bad. So Mm -hmm. my wires were a little crossed tonally with the pretty nature of the natural lighting and everything with the quality of the script and the acting, which was a little incongruous with with, with the picture. (laughs) Um, But I settled into it. Lucas, were were you happy to be on a boat again? How are you feeling? Yeah, I was feeling a little seasick, you know, uh, a little, little waterlogged. Um, waterlogged. From, yeah, I didn't know anything about this movie f- from the opening, but it, it just felt like s- a student feature from, from the opening. Oh, no! Opening. Ah, no! Certified. Ooh, student feature certified. Well, I appreciated the alien setup. It's very alien. It's alien on the water again. And then it turns into like John Carpenter's The Thing with a little bit of the abyss thrown in for good measure. <laughs> but it was like an event horizon too, but it was just like too yes. dark. Like I couldn't see anything half the time. Hmm. Oh, literally too dark. Yeah. Hmm. I didn't notice that. Could have been the strain you were smoking or the projector ball, but we are kind of hitting the limit of how many times you can go back to the alien well, one thing I actually thought that was kind of a, a tie back to a movie that the four of us watched last fall 
many years ago last yeah, fall. Yeah, many eons ago when we saw uh, the lighthouse. Mm-hmm, yeah. Just just in the setup, there's a lot of like supersti- fisherman mm-hmm. superstition going on. The main character is a woman with red hair. Yeah. And I didn't know that that was bad luck on a, on a boat. Especially where they're located, you'd think there'd be a lot of redheads. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It didn't help that they cast someone who looked, had like a striking resemblance to Ellie Kemper, the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. <laughs> so that, that kind of threw me because in the beginning, I wasn't sure if it, what the genre was until they got onto the boat. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, she's like socially awkward or shy. And there's like this really weird scene in the opening where her colleagues are having like a birthday party or something. And yeah. They're yeah. like, you should come have a piece of cake with us. And she's like, ew. No, like I hate people. That's my character <laughs> trait. Yeah, no, she's yeah. I mean, she she's not totally likable, and I think the cast is is a little bit you know a little sketchy. It's it's just uh, doesn't have a lot of star power. We got Connie Nielsen from Gladiator, who I haven't I'm seen sure. in a long time. Apparently, she was originally uh, Tony Collette was originally cast in that role, couldn't do right. it. And I think that would have improved things. I think according Sorsha, to someone, Sorsha, according to someone, according to someone on Wikipedia, according <laughs> to scheduling someone on Wikipedia, Sorsha Ronan, I think would have been the best in the, the the main girl. But they don't have the budget for that. It's just a lower budget. Sure. So what Zach was saying in terms of, you know, just not and, and the student feature element, it would just. But I don't know too many students who go out on the water like that. No, you the, know, oh like yeah. they're they're fucking out. The there. water oh photography yeah. was great. Like the underwater stuff was amazing. Um, I don't know what students Lucas is referring. That's to true. That's movie, true. But yeah. Let's talk about the rules of the um, superstitions, right? No, sure. no redheads. No diving or swimming. Fishermen don't dive or swim. <laughs> right. And and whales are good omens. Those were the. The, those were the uh, the superstitions that I picked up on. And fishermen don't dive or swim because if they go overboard, they just want it to be over with. Quickly, right, right. <laughs> right. So, but I get so, that. Yeah, so I just brought that up to say that, like, you think, obviously they're setting up her to be a bad luck charm. Sure. And maybe there's, like, going to be some supernatural things. And the first kind of stunt we see is when like the wall of the bottom of the ship is starting to leak and yeah, it's like a I weird love that shit. Yeah, there's like a weird kind of like orifice oozing Uzi green barnacle mold that starts attacking the hull of the ship yeah. slowly. Kind of interesting at first, you know? I mean, sure. I'm 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 intrigued to see where this could go. And then another thing that I noticed from a movie that the Lodge cast did that I saw because of the Lodge cast last spring, uh, High Life. Or no, am I oh. thinking of, I'm thinking of High Life and I'm thinking of uh, Sad Dadstra. <laughs> because in both, don't both of those movies have ghost ships? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And we yeah. got another ghost ship We here. got another, yeah, with some horror, some eyeballs gouged out. Yep. And right. some, some yep. dead bodies. Exploded yeah. the, out. Sea fe- the sea fever. Yeah. Very event horizon with those eyeballs. Yeah. And dead calm. I, I kept telling the lodge mistress, where's Billy Zane? When's Billy Zane going to pop up? Going off of your main vessel to go into a ship that may have been in distress is a trope that is set in marble, stone, and every other form of hard surface you could etch it into. Right. Like, they'll do it in all of these movies. Right. And it's always somewhat interesting. 
So that's why they keep doing it. It was kind of tense. It got tense for a minute there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because we, because, you know, for the people that aren't, that haven't seen it, I mean, it's basically the premise is she's a marine biology student. She's, she's not a people perch. She doesn't like people. She likes nope. data. She likes data. She hates birthday parties, loves data. Loves data. She goes onto the sea with the gang, the, the fisherman gang, <laughs> uh, this ragtag group. Uh, the, the, right boat, the boat stops once we get into what's called the exclusion zone. Yes. Uh, the ship starts leaking and the, the weird orifice things start going uh, through the side of the ship. She, because she's already offered, she's going to do an experimental dive, exploratory dive. They send her into the water. She sees the jellyfish thingy, weird thingies, <laughs> and like... She tries to cut it off the side of the ship. It starts bleeding everywhere, and it gets crazy. And they're bioluminescent, so they're glowing under the water mm -hmm. as well. And then they find there's another ship on the horizon. So the th three of them go to that ship. That's the ghost on the ship. Event horizon. And that's the ghost ship we're talking about, where the whole crew they discover is dead, eyes gorged out. It must be sea fever. And that's the basic <laughs> setup of, of the thing from there on is our uh, marine biologist is looking under the microscope at these things. They're parasites. And then she looks in someone's eyes and in their iris, sees something swimming back there. Right. So now And that's it's basically all them. it is, is like, now are the parasites, you know, who has the parasites? Who's going to die? How do we kill the parasites? And it started to get actually very relevant because... Yes. She said UV light, I wrote this down, UV light <laughs> and disinfectant doesn't kill them. Amazing. Nope. Amazing. So it was almost like a Trump press conference for a moment yeah, there. No, was, no. I mean, how this movie got on my radar was because there was parallels to coronavirus. Like Trump wouldn't get through the weird opening production company announcement at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you guys, you guys remember that? that? The production yeah. company. Yeah. I don't know like, what that. I don't know what that was. Entertainment. Yeah. We would like, we would like to invite you <laughs> to, you know, engage in the mysteries of the deep with us. I, I kind of liked it. I, I, I'm not, a, I'm not opposed to a production company being like, you're in for a hell of a ride. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> but, but did you want more like mermaid magic to be like? Did you want more sure. mystery? I feel like it got, like I was saying, like they set you up for these superstitions and yeah. mythical things you see the the bioluminescent killer jellyfish parasite thingies but it doesn't really go it kind of does what's expected of that. it we we have the alien setup with the crew all like literally sitting around a table having dinner together with kind of similar lighting and then they mix in the aliens set up where it's like oh we don't want to kill this thing we want to bring it back or we want to you know figure out what makes it tick it's just like it's checking off all of the most basic boxes and you can you can do that kind of stuff but you gotta twist it around and yeah. do something new i think otherwise it's just kind of boring i mean i was just taking current events and just trying to read in sure. as much as i could because the parasites is kind of when i started getting interesting towards the second half um yeah. when you know you're having like cruise ship dilemmas that people were having where we're like <laughs> right we're, do we want to dock this thing and just 
quarantine everyone until right. we're we're okay or do we want to you know go just go and possibly spread it to the rest of the continent right. and yeah. the main girls that hit really hard yeah the main girls kind of dr fauci and saying look we got to <laughs> quarantine and everyone else is just like no we're getting the hell out of here and we're going back to our lives and uh right yeah she even <laughs> says bishke she even says i think like she asks one of the, her uh shipmates like you know how many people live in that town and he's like eighty thousand, and she goes yep. you know so you're gonna infect eighty thousand people if you leave the ship it got very much like these liberate california <laughs> or liberate minnesota protests yes. that are going on like let us work yeah. it doesn't matter if your grandmother dies like we have to save the economy like it got very relevant <laughs> very real right at the end yeah (laughs) because she finds out that she's herself is infected of course which is alien three they're running through all the alien movies and she makes a decision he's like well we could cut off your arm or whatever she's like nah nah man it ain't even like that though and she, you know, does the ultimate sacrifice, which... I thought it was a great shot when she swims into the, the sea creature, bioluminescent sea creature. I thought that was... And it connects with another uh, piece of lore that they talk about earlier about a woman who gives herself to the sea and lights it up, you know? Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's kind of what she's doing at the end. Yeah. And I don't know what trajectory Dr. Fauci is going to have, <laughs> but <laughs> maybe we'll see him do something similar. He'll just know. dive into the beast. So, LT, other than being a student feature, we kind of took over here. So what's going on here? Dude, I just got to let you know that there's something going on with my Google Hangouts. So each one of your screens, you're like bathed in darkness and look like you're being tortured in the fiery pits of hell. Like, (laughs) I've taken pictures to send all of you later once we're back online. But like, this has been kind of an unsettling, disturbing experience for me, both watching the film and Ah, and now. The parasites have taken us over. It's like you're pod people or like seed people um i'm so like quarantined out that when i realized (laughs) they were like doing tests on each other and like looking in their eyeballs i was like oh man like (laughs) this is like my monday you know this is like tomorrow um and i i i did give it credit for having the like like to invoke the salad dragon Uh uh-oh a scene in a movie that is so bizarre, baffling, or transcendent that it instantly justifies the price of admission. Or Reese Witherspoon's leafy transformation in A Wrinkle in Time. Really? Yeah, where like one of the early scenes, which was like another horror movie trope when, when they're on the the ship and it's dark and the and the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt girl's got like a flashlight and she's literally walking down a dark (laughs) corridor like hello but then like later your eyeballs explode with the parasite and they and they show it and she's like a scientist slash like I guess doctor and so when the guy's eyes explode she like instinctively like puts her hands on his like bleeding ocular cavities yes to try to like put (laughs) apply pressure. pressure on the wound to save his life but then I'm thinking like great if it is a parasite you're like putting your hands like right in it that scene was great because they were about to kiss or they they were about to get romantic yeah and, and there was no chemistry they got interrupted but- <laughs> 
And then, like, within five minutes, his eyes have exploded. Yeah. Like, ama- I, the only thing that would have made it better is if they would have let them get a little romantic and have his eyes explode into yeah. her kissing face. Like, come on, guys. Th- this is what I'm talking about, stepping it up a little bit. You yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> Agreed. We've seen Agreed. aliens burst out of chests, like, 40 years ago. Yeah. You need to amp it up a little bit. Yeah, and, and it doesn't quite ratchet the tension. I mean, once the guy's eyes explode, I thought we were off to the races, but it doesn't quite ratchet up. It does. No, we got no, more. It's a drama. We got more eyes exploding. Yeah. It's, a, it's, more... a, it's a real drama. These are real characters with backstories. Yeah. Except, though, I would propose what I thought. I was looking for a dragon. I guess the eyeball mm-hmm. explosion is probably the dragon. My only other proposal would be when the grandma just kind of lost her shit and cold yeah. cocked her yeah. in the face. Double dragon! That was good. You don't get a lot of, like... Cold cocking grandmas? Cold yeah. cocking grandmas. <laughs> like, that was a direct punch to the face. And then... <laughs> And then, like, later she... Well, explain this for for me, if you guys understood this. She punches her in the face because she's kind of blaming... Everyone kind of blames the redhead for why they're in the situation. Yeah. uh, Because she's a redhead. They're trying to get up to the top of the ship. The redhead is climbing a ladder, and Grandma is, like, possessed and chasing after her and the redhead kicks grandma down and which knocks her out dead yeah Yeah. i think she dies there right so i'm just trying to understand i know that grandma we reveal has the parasite in the eye that was like a late reveal but why is she like a lunatic all of a sudden like does that because that's what happens in event horizon i don't know (laughs) but like like none of the other people (laughs) turned into psychos they just got scared like it's a poo-poo alien platter that they're just taking they're taking little bits of everything it doesn't i think the grandma is extra creepy she was a mandy and she you have to use her you have to use her creepiness so that's what they were doing they were like let's make her crazy i don't think the rules are clearly defined with this you're supposed to go into autopilot for the the back half so it's just kind of like lighthouse sea seafarer rules which is you're out at sea long enough you're willem defoe crazy yeah Yeah. i think that's just what it is okay you you catch that fever you catch the fever it's gonna take you (laughs) okay all right i i accept it i accept it i like regardless i like grandma going off i mean that was who doesn't like that yeah Yeah. that was at least entertaining i mean yeah yeah at least it's moving yeah Let's go to them sea fever bones. Mm, Brother Lucas, let's let's keep poking and prodding at you. I wanna I wanna know I wanna know how this stacks up to our other seafaring tales. This um doesn't rank up there with the latest ocean fair sea seafaring <laughs> voyages I've taken. <laughs> Um, mainly because, yeah, it just, it just seemed a little too, uh, threadbare for me or like low, low res or what have you, um, (laughs) like really dark on a lot of the ship. Like there's a lot of scenes in the dark, uh, where I was definitely squinting (laughs) to see what was happening. Now, were you watching this? today in the light of day yeah 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 projected i I was projecting yeah while the sun was still up so my blinds were closed Mm -hmm. Um, okay so yeah the 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 drone aerial footage of the ship in open water looked great but like all the stuff in the interior of the ship was just lost on me it was like really i think that might be a projector issue i don't yeah i didn't i didn't experience that last night with it yeah yeah very visually dark for me so i gotta give it two bones oh he's just two boning (laughs) it 
All right. Yeah. And is that with any sort of quarantine bump, or is that just too straight up? Uh, that's too straight up. I feel like no matter what, it would have been too. <laughs> right. Brother Bishke, what say you? Um, yeah, in the early going, I, I mean, the characters, I wasn't really drawn to them like there wasn't a lot of chemistry between them you know you kind of want the you know the jaws factor where they're having fun and in the initial going and you kind of root sure for um, nobody was really ever having fun no no everyone was kind of mad at each other and stressed out so i was i was a little tuned out the dialogue wasn't really crackling for me either but then about 3 20 a.m when this is when i'm watching it but halfway through <laughs> oh. a, a chatsworth earthquake yes. uh jolted oh. me and and that was right about the time that the guy's eyeballs exploded, and so nice. I think that it, uh, 40x Bishke. Yeah, it it unnerved me in the, enough to to get me kind of <laughs> kind of into the the second half where the the virus is is the parasites are starting to infect people and people are freaking out and, and thank you earthquake. Yeah, yeah. So that that started uh, my bone cow going up a bit. And, uh, yeah, I mean, by the end, um, I was just trying to apply all the coronavirus analogies that I could. Sure. And uh, I thought on that level, you know, I mean, because this movie isn't a response to the coronavirus, obviously. No, it's beautiful <laughs> serendipity. It's beautiful, it's beautiful horrible. Because ser- we're, we're going to get plenty of responses to oh the coronavirus. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> to the corona- How many fucking quarantine thrillers are we going to see? They're all oh, in the works. Man. But right now, this one came before, mm-hmm. so that provides a, uh, you know, yeah. that gives it the uh, extra leg up. The first half was rough, but the second half I enjoyed any normal time it would get uh two bones but at this point in history it does get mm-hmm. a very real quarantine bump of two and a, two and a half bones there it is two and a half for brother Bishke. brother zach you're back on the boat what's going on back on the boat how briny is that water i mean decently briny i was rooting for this movie i wanted to be a in Brother Lucas's ship. Yes. With him steering through the waves, looking for that love, looking for that light. Mm-hmm. I didn't have exposure issues with with the uh, the lighting, <laughs> so I thought, you know, it, it, the movie looked shot decently for me. I think it's really it's pretty ambitious for what must have been, you know, a two three million dollar film at most sure. at most to make an underwater film with creatures, um, you know, that's fairly ambitious. I definitely felt the budget limitations of the film, both in the ambition thereof of the script is just, it doesn't, it doesn't take us like everyone said to any places we haven't really been before. It doesn't surprise us. I was never really scared at the end when they got into the boat and like they were the drowning and she like stood up and dove into the it was kind of like I think you were supposed to be scared there though that was supposed to be more powerful it was a right they were going for like a poetry or a power but I kind of felt like the film needed a little more sizzle in in (laughs) at at the end for what the kind of movie it's trying to be so uh you know yeah I, I think I'm with Bishke. I think we're all more or less in the same boat, uh, mm-hmm. in that two-bone boat. But I, I also would, would go two and a half for, for quarantine. There it is. Uh, you know, I didn't dislike it. It was fine. 
we're definitely all rocking in the same boat. It's little aspects of all of these movies that you've seen before. And, you know, sometimes that can be enjoyable if you just like, you know, how many action movies do we watch that are chock-a-block full of cliches, but we love them for it. You know, like if you get on the right wavelength, if you have the right alcohol, the right herbal remedies floating around, you could just coast on these waters. You'd have a smooth sailing time. And you might you might have a little fun if you're not careful. So I thought the eyes exploding was great. I thought the sad dadstra <laughs> style visiting of the doomed vessel was nice. I enjoyed the ending more than you did, Zach. Um, just, again, because it connects to what we're dealing with right now so directly. You know, she's like, you know, what are you going to do? Go and infect all those people? Nope. She takes one for the team. Yeah. Uh, I like the decision. Really... I, I guess it was more for me. It's kind of like a rhythm thing about like building sure. up to a crescendo. And f- like, I just didn't, I liked it conceptually more than I could say I felt. Yeah, I didn't, didn't really necessarily feel, fit with the film. I didn't feel anything. And I, and I didn't, and I felt like the end of the movie needed more of a punt of like a thriller sure. punch. And it didn't sure. have that. So that was my, my issue. But, but for what it was, you know, I, I, too, was rooting for it, looking for the love and the light reflected on them waters. So I'm going to give it two, take that quarantine bump, bring it up to two and a half. I think that's the way to go with this one. Boom. And I recommend it to, you know, people who who love almost the entire Alien franchise, pretty much, and some of these other movies we've been mentioning. It's fine, especially if you want something that, because a lot of people are doing these like quarantine film festivals where it's all they're watching all movies that directly, you know, body horror that could connect <laughs> with what we're going through right now and like really leaning into it in a perverse way, which, you know, that's cool. But if you want to do that, but not lean all the way into it, just have a little brush of relevance to what we're dealing with right now. That's what this is. And if you want pure escapism, Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Uh. <laughs> yeah, that's if you don't want to deal with anything that's going on. Or right just now. listen if to you... the Lodgecast episode of Jay and Silent Bob yeah. re- uh, reboot. And I then mean, you, can, you don't even have to watch the movie then. That's how yeah. I experienced it. <laughs> recommend it. Yeah, exactly. I, I too recommend that. Way. One, one final thought on this. In a movie like this, is it a problem that the monsters are faceless and they don't really have much of an objective they're just kind of like tentacles yeah i feel like they're 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 not there's no like momentum or like like they're just kind of there yeah you know what i mean like there's not the monster isn't chasing the monster is just kind of like the monster's planted it's planted what is the zone called the exclusion zone it's planted in the exclusion zone yeah and it's your fault for wandering into its zone. So, but do you, how do you guys feel? Like, I guess that would be my final question is with this kind of a film, are you shooting yourself in the foot by creating a monster with no agenda kind of? Yes. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, it doesn't make for much visual action sequences for sure, but. Yeah. If the monster was more of a Cthulhu situation that we encountered in underwater. Underwater, yes. It would be a little more terrifying. But as it is, yeah, it's just, it's like a nest of tentacles that's just waiting to grab you and fuck with you and and impregnate you. It's one one toe in the creature waters, and it's one toe in like the realism 
scientific, yeah, parasite waters. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you kind of have to pick a lane. Like the creatures aren't quite scary enough, and then the parasite, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that yeah. part of it is connecting a little more because of our current situation, but it just... I don't know. I'm trying to lock in. Oceanic terror filmmakers out there that are pouring over every word that we're saying on this LodgeCast, take note. Your creature needs to have an agenda. <laughs> Give your creature teeth. That's why Brother Lucas was, was so over the moon about that crocodile. Mm. Well, it's beautiful seeing you guys. Yeah. Love, love each and every one of you. I beam light into each and every one of your orifices. <laughs> Let's keep our eyes on the horizon for more uh, seafaring tales. Yeah, we're, this is- we're vetting, we're vetting <laughs> VOD. We're, we're, we're checking out all sorts of movies, trying to get you the best that you can watch during quarantine. Don't get complacent, y'all. Stay safe. Be well. That's right. And this will be, this is officially the dive team when we encounter another yeah. uh, a seafaring <laughs> tale. This is it. Yeah. Love it. Briny. Love and light to you guys. Love and light. We'll see each other in the real world someday. Stay safe, brothers. Hey!